1: Are locked on the NBA part of the Locked On Podcast Network? It is locked on NBA. The coach breaks down the Cavaliers and the Warriors as only a coach can. Super perspective on the major plays, the angles 92 all with five minutes left. All of it really fired up for this podcast with a coach, NBA coach. Comes on the show anonymously to give you this kind of insight. You can't get it anywhere else. This is Locked On NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm David Locke. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am the radio voice of the jazz, the host of Locked On NBA, the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have you found your local team's podcast? We have Locked On on every single team. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, SeatGeek. They always are so good to us. Use the promo code LOCKED when you're buying from SeatGeek, and they'll send you a $20 rebate on your first purchase. That's so cool. Now, here's why you want to use SeatGeek, and that's even more cool, is that SeatGeek absolutely has taken, with technology, something that is an absolute pain in the butt and made it easy for you. It's the SeatGeek app. You put it on your phone. It's the easiest way to find tickets to anything. You can go anywhere for, with just a few taps, and you can be at any event with just a few taps. And when you do the few taps... All of the different people all around the country that have tickets, to they put it in one spot, SeatGeek. And then SeatGeek grades every single ticket for you, which is so cool, because now you know which one. And every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. That's why that's my go-to app. That's why you want to get SeatGeek. So download it right now. Go to the Settings tab. Enter the promo code LOCKED, and you got it. SeatGeek. Make sure you have it and use the promo code lock for $20 on your first purchase. I am so fired up for this show. Can you tell? Let's do it with the coach. All right. So, Coach, just to start with, is one of these teams dramatically more difficult to play than the other?
0: Uh, dramatically. That's a good question, David. Um, you know, they, they both <clears throat> pose their, uh, their, their unique uh, skill sets. Um, actually they're, then there are a lot of, they're similar in a whole lot of ways, but they do have some unique skill sets, uh, you know, and, and, and the first one I think is going to be a, uh, probably the key that comes to mind first when you talk about it is, you know, just LeBron James, you know, in the half court, when they, when they set the small to, we call LeBron a big screen, um, and then you get somebody small switched upon him. That was a big key in the series last year, you know, so for instance, in that, in that case. You know, so LeBron gets the ball up top and whoever Steph Curry's Garden would come and set a ball screen uh, on LeBron. And now LeBron is faced, or now Steph Curry's faced with Garden LeBron, you know, and then they got all those shooters out there spread around the floor. And uh, that was, in my opinion, that was a big key uh, in last year's uh, series. It kind of turned the, turned the series uh, when they really kind of started doing that in game three.
1: So that was probably going to be my next question is, is there a, a play, a player, a set that is much more, that is more difficult on one side than the other?
0: Well, I, and I probably answered that already. I think that's the, I mean, that's going to be one of the keys. And, you know, obviously, the, when I, let me go ahead and back up and say, I think transition uh, points are going to be a key in this series. And whoever, you know, has the most probably wins it. And we all know Golden State likes to play really fast and uh, that that Cleveland doesn't play as fast but can play Um you know, Cleveland gets really efficient in their half court because they have all the three point shooters. Um, but here's a little known fact: Cleveland actually outscored uh, Golden State last year in the finals in fast break points. So that maybe not necessarily a play, but if you just kind of follow that 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 uh, nuance of the series and see how that goes, you probably have a pretty good idea of how how the game's going. But back to the you know the ball screen, where you know a, whoever Steph Curry's garden comes and sets a ball screen on uh, LeBron James. I, you know, I, I just think that's, you know, I guarantee you, Golden State, they've had, what, a week, over a week. And, uh, I guarantee you, they have nuts and bolted and drilled and, you know, gone over and over and over. Uh, and, in the key for just the casual fan, you know, they're going to look and say, okay, how does Steph guard him? Uh, but for the key that just to watch is, you know, watch what they do, uh, away from the ball. Um, you know, are, if Zajaj Patulli is in the game, is, are they going to, you know, send somebody, you know, different off of. You know, have him come stand in the middle of the paint, or that, do they have the little little guards or little lineup in the death lineup in? Do they send you know somebody off of what? So the way from the ball is going to be a big big key, David, in and uh, how they guard that. So I think that's really one of the keys, uh, along with the fan, the transition and the fast break points, is you know how you're going to guard the LeBron small to big ball screen.
1: All right, let's dig into this. So LeBron's got the ball. Kyrie Irving is being guarded by Steph Curry, or whom or they're hiding him on Jair Smith, whoever it is, comes to set the pick. Now one thing the Warriors do, and particularly Draymond does better than anyone else, is he switches men off the balls you're talking about. So their answer, I'm sure what they would love, is that they switch as Kyrie, let's say it's Kyrie, is coming to set the pick, that Draymond runs to Kyrie and Steph runs to Draymond's man. Right, that they almost pre-switch it so that Draymond is involved. Now the switch happens, and Draymond is now guarding. This assumes Durant is on LeBron to start the play. Is is that a doable answer? Well, you know,
0: I think we uh, talked about this before, but Golden State has been doing the switching for so long um, that a I wouldn't recommend that that to just a novice team. But they've done this so long, and they're so well connected now that yes, they can do that. And I would imagine you would see that early on. And and, and David, here's where, like, if you're just a basketball purist, you get into the fun of it because, you know, this series, they're both just great, right? You can look at the numbers, what they've done all year long. They played three straight years. Um, But the the fun of it for the purist is going to see, okay, so how is Cleveland going to attack that adjustment, right? So, Golden State, what you just described is a great adjustment by Golden State with doing the pre-switch and not letting Steph Curry as much as possible get on on the switch with LeBron. You know so they're going to pre-switch it. That's an adjustment. But then what is Cleveland going to do to attack that? And you know, as you sit and watch the series, to me as a coach, That's the fun part to see. Oh, look what they did there! You know, and that—that's where as a casual fan sometimes it's hard to pick up. But um, that'll be really fun to see how they do it. And to your point, I think that'll be one of the first things they've worked on uh, going into this series. And then, you know, then it'll be up to LeBron to figure out how to attack that. Now, you know, don't forget that he's like a, you know, a a laser with the ball and passing. So you know, he may. You know, and which may be a you know a bonus for Golden State. You know, they may get the ball out of his hands quicker. You know, but then again, you got to see who's you know who's making shots around him. So it'll be interesting to see. But just a fun, fun part of you know the little chess match of okay, yeah, here's the adjustment, and then we're going to adjust to this, and then they adjust back, uh, and then you'll see who you know ends up obviously getting the the better adjustments and who wins the series.
1: Let's keep playing through this. So if Draymond leaves Kevin Love, do I run Kevin Love straight to the rim?
0: Uh, well, that's, you know, that's what you would try to do. You, you Now you're going to have to, you know, they're going to leave. If they're going to leave somebody, uh, you're going to find some, you, you've got to get your players, whoever he leaves, to get in the line of sight of that player. Okay. Now he may be able to stay at the three-point line. They may adjust it to where, you know, he, he, you know, once they see it, when, you know, their second adjustment is, you know, where they put Kevin Love just by himself on one side, you know, behind the three line and, you know, overload everything, you know, then if Draymond leaves, then he's got a wide open three. And as everybody knows, if watching him, he's just had an incredible playoffs this, in shooting like forty eight percent from the three point line. Um so once again it goes to the adjustment and adjustment. Or, you know, if you stay in your traditional lineup, yeah, you would you would flash him to the paint or to the basket. Um but the key is and this is a little bit of a teaching point for young people, is anytime time you have leaves a lead to go trap, you've got to get in the line of sight of the ball handler so they can make the pass out. And you know, for younger people, you got to make the pass shorter. But you know, with LeBron, I I don't know you have to make that pass that short. Uh, But you just got to get him in the line of sight so that they can uh, put pressure on the on the uh, you know on the defense.
1: Well, and that line of sight gets a lot easier when you're six foot nine. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. So
0: you, you know, usually you trap little guys. You know, when you're when you're coming up playing junior high or. Or uh, high school, or even college, they got a little point guard. And, you know, you go trap them, and then it's hard to get in that line of sight. But when you're six nine and two hundred eighty pounds, and like I said, pass the ball like it's a pebble. You know, throwing it into the you know the ocean. I mean, it, it's it's a lot easier for him to get there. So it's you know, in theory, it's a great idea. But you know, he, LeBron's just one, you know, obviously the one of the greatest players ever to play the game, and you know, his passing is so underrated. All
1: right, let's go to the other scenarios. So the other two choices, the the Warriors have would be to just switch it like they do, just play their system, and LeBron ends up, now Steph ends up on LeBron, getting pounded like he did in the last series. What can the Warriors, can the Warriors zone up on the backside of that to try to help Steph out, or the fact that Cleveland shoots 40% of their three shots as threes means they're uh, too potent as a three-point shooting team to do that?
0: You know, so there's an old thing, and, and, and here's, here, this is going to be, the, you know, the give and take, right? Cleveland has obviously shot <clears throat> the ball at an Well, both teams, really. But Cleveland, you know, really that's one of the biggest parts of their offense. And, you know, there's a, 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 an older strategy or scheme uh, that, that can come into play here, and it's called blocks and elbows. So you, you play your regular defense, and then when you see that certain ball screen come, everybody jumps and gets one foot in the paint. Okay, now here's the problem. Right, you got Cleveland, who's an incredible three-point shooting team. Um, now, I am sure that once again, if Golden State uh, is going to imply this uh, defense that they have drilled this and drilled this and drilled this, so you jump in. So now LeBron sees almost like a zone, all right? But it, it's it's the old thing that you would have to drill is your body here, your mind there. Okay, so if you follow me, there it's kind of like squeezing in. Um, and I know I'm going to show. I mean, I'm going to show LeBron that hey, you're not just going to go one on one, you know, against our little guy and back him down. You're going to have all of us here. But then our my our feet are in the paint, but we know <clears throat> that we, even maybe before we're going to show early. We're going to you know have our body in one place, but our mind is going to the next place because we have to be great in closing out just because of how uh, lethal Cleveland is in shooting the in shooting three point line, shooting the ball from three point line.
1: Uh when you play the is there anyone on Cleveland you're well, willing to let shoot? <laughs>
0: well of the of the their top players? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um okay, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> but it's a but it's a
1: dunk or a layup every time, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the one, you know, you talked about <clears throat> Kevin Love getting there. Um you know, that Tristan Thompson has gotten really good at getting in the, <clears throat> in the line of sight of LeBron James and, you know, kind of picking people apart along the baseline. So, um, but, you know, overall, you know, like, I mean, when Darren Williams is in the game, you know, he's, he's a streaky shooter. Um, you know, but the rest of them, you know, they, <clears throat> I would call them more of a, than a streaky shooter. They're all really elite shooters. And, uh, so I don't know that there's really one I want to leave open. Maybe Schumpert, maybe, but, uh, you know, the answer to that is pretty much a no across the board.
1: I mean, because that's a part of defensive game planning, isn't it? That if you got to at some point decide, you know, if this guy beats us, it's all right. Mm. But what you're almost saying is Cleveland doesn't have that guy.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean obviously, the ones that they're going to have on the floor, um, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously great at shooting three. And, um, you know, even like Kyrie shooting 37% from the three-point line. in the, you know, in the, in the playoffs, uh, Kevin Love shooting 48%. Um, you know, you just got to Atlanta. and then you got Cal Corby. You know, yeah, that guy, you know, if people don't know, he's a great, great shooter. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's just hard. That's part of the reason why Cleveland is so good.
1: All right, so we just talked about this and made Cleveland sound almost unguardable. Uh, on the other end, the Warriors are really the best defensive team in the NBA, have been. Why will the Warriors cause Cleveland trouble?
0: Well, first of all, um, and you're correct. They, they get all the accolades for their offense, but they they are among the you know I think this year they were second in the league in the regular season in defensive efficiency, and in the playoffs they've been number one. Um, <clears throat> you know, first of all, they have players that can play multiple positions. Uh, that's a huge key in uh, being a good defensive team. Secondly, and they, they're probably underrated with this, and maybe the casual fan doesn't really pay this much attention to them, but. You know, basically everybody they play, especially their top six or seven guys, just have terrific hands and get hands on balls, and they they take up space. And um, you know, even with, like when Draymond's at five, they got they can put five guys out there that are just long, wide, or wide and long, and have hands that are active and get hands on balls. And um, you know, that that's you know as good as LeBron is is picking you know seams and finding gaps. Uh, there's very few gaps in that defense. In in the way they play it, and uh, that's going to be kind of fun to watch the the give and take amongst the, you know, how good Cleveland Cleveland is offensively in the half court, and then again, um, you know, how they how how Golden State attacks it. All
1: right. The final thing about with Cleveland with the ball is as a series develops, isolation play becomes more and more important. I think Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer wrote an interesting piece on that this week. Kyrie Irving is probably the best isolation player in this series, isn't he? Ooh.
0: Durant's better? You're going to say he's better than Kevin Durant?
1: Uh, I I mean, it's one or the other, right?
0: Uh, well, I mean, gosh, I mean, I mean, you're going to say LeBron James isn't a good isolation player? Well, no, I was now, saying... Are you talking about just scoring the ball, or are you talking about creating and just being the total package? Because in LeBron, I mean, it, it, I don't know. That's a good question. We should uh, put it... As they say, put a put a poll on Twitter about that. That's a great question because they're they're all. I'd take any of them as as, as number one.
1: <laughs> all right. So, but let's get to that. if this does get to the series of. Uh, it, all right. First of all, answer this to me. Why does this happen? It, it seems clear that as series develop, it ends up being more and more isolation basketball. Is, is that an accurate Is that an accurate comment? Well, yeah. When you play in a
0: series, is Is, you know, they go seven games and 48 minutes a game, and now we're played, you know, they've played each other, you know, in the last two. Now this will be the third time they've played. They know each other, right? And so, you know, everything you do in offensive basketball, you're trying to gain an advantage, correct? Right? So, like, Golden State's hard to play in transition in the regular season. Houston's hard to play in the regular season because you just don't see it a lot. And then, you know, it's hard. You gain an advantage because they play transition, right? Well, these two teams know each other. Right. So coaches and players, you know, and players a lot of times have great input in this because they, you know, especially the veterans, um, you know, as the series goes on, like, you know, Cleveland is not going to let Golden State just run up down the floor and play transition basketball. Right. And going you know, Cleveland and Golden State is going to take away the threes, you know, and because they're both great. That's why they're here in the finals. That's why they played in three straight finals. So as the series goes on, like I said, both players and coaches, you know, start to look for, okay, just where? You know we can't we can't get our initial advantages. Where can we get more? Right, and that's where the film study comes in. And the, you know the days in between games, you know they don't go live anymore. They get together and they watch film and they talk about okay what what happened there, what happened there, and they look for the weaknesses. So it goes back to just the basic premise of you know you you look to gain an advantage, it's advantage offensive basketball, and how do you do that? And a lot of times when you play, well, like I said, as I wrap this answer up. You play three straight years, seven games, you know, 48 minutes. You know, it just evolves as what you have to try to attack and find, you know, find the mismatch or find the advantage so that you can do what you do well.
1: Here's the notes from that uh, really good Kevin O'Connor article in, uh, on The Ringer. I think you'll find this interesting, Coach. Uh, through the first three quarters of all seven final games last year, LeBron used 23% of his possessions in isolation. In the fourth quarter, he used 42%. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving went from 27% to 33%. Steph Curry went from 18 to 24%. And in the West Finals last year, Durant went from 19% to 27%. So fourth quarter basketball <laughs> is really what becomes isolation basketball. Kyrie Irving is 36%, by the way, is kind of just how Kobe lived. Uh... Whose advantage is it in this series when it becomes isolation basketball?
0: I would say Cleveland. I, I really do. I think, I think Cleveland is, you know, I, you know Cleveland and, and Golden State, they're similar, but they also kind of play in two different ways. You know, Golden State creates advantage early in the offense, and they can iso, you don't get me wrong, um, as, as your stats say. But, you know, they, they prefer to create early mismatches just in the way the ball moves. Right? You know they, they want to create that mismatch in the first five, six seconds of the clock, right? Cleveland will do that, but they really create that mismatch by like we talked about earlier, the you know getting you know Kyrie to set the screen on LeBron or vice versa to get a switch where it's a, either you know LeBron on a little or Kyrie on a big, and then they attack. So uh, I think the advantage, you know, I would, I would say that goes to definitely Cleveland, you know, in that situation uh, just because of isolation basketball.
1: Well, and the thing about Cleveland's isolation that gets back to where we were, I mean, you go back to the, you know, LeBron embarrassing Kelly Olenek, Kyle Korver uh Darren Williams, Richard Jefferson and I can't remember maybe J.r. Smith I can't really remember who the fourth guy was are the three four guys around the perimeter when he got mismatched on Isaiah Thomas uh, on a play at Kyle Corver Darren Williams Richard Jefferson and, and a four, and Kevin Love out there I mean you're 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 gonna have a hard time leaving anyone to go help out your guy even if LeBron's coming at you.
0: No, correct, right? <clears throat> so, and uh, and I and got to hand to Cleveland, they've gotten really good at, at at finding those mismatches, and you know it's interesting. You know, they the with with um, <clears throat> Draymond at the five, what they call the the death uh, team or the death yep. squad from from Golden State, and you know, Cleveland's now kind of got their version of. It. You can put LeBron at five, right, with Darren Williams and Kyle Korver and Kyrie Irvin and J.R. Smith, and they can match it. To me, that's going to be one of the interesting things to see how much. Cleveland does that um you know because people don't realize Cal Corb is 6'8 and pretty strong guy and I know he's a shooter um you know so but you know, he's got some size to him so at some point I don't know if it'll be in the first game or the second game you're going to get the you know the death squad versus the suicide squad I guess you <laughs> want to call it from Cleveland um and that's going to be really really interesting to watch and see who gains the advantage and how that plays out
1: pretty fascinating stuff right, well we, we've Documented why this might not be a blowout series I guess uh, is the first thing we just did now let's go to the next aspect of this before we switch over to the NBA I want to take a second I just want to give a shout out to two of our sponsors that I've been using and I really like uh, one of them is Dollar shave club it's great the f- I'm using I'm just telling you i'm using the five executive razor with the dr. shavers. Uh Dr. Carvers, not even Dr. C I'm like not even off copy. I'm just mentioning this to you. Uh and I actually it's like the best shaves I've ever had. So Dollar Shave Club, use the promo code lock, no-e-nba, dot club.com, lock NBA, see what, see if it's for you. Uh they're they'll pay for their spot coming up. Uh this is not paid for it. This is just me telling you. The other one is unlocked on jazz. Uh, Zip Recruiter has been a sponsor, and I've used them because on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we are looking for a national sales manager to sell our channel as a whole complete thing. And Zip Recruiter, really, it's been cool because I just posted there. If you're uh, – and I use – that's ZipRecruiter.com slash LOJazz. Uh, by the way, if you are uh, interested, the Lockdown Podcast Network is looking for a national sales manager who try who will sell – the entire network rather than individual shows. Uh, if you are of a sales background, a national sales background, this is something you'd be interested in being a part of. You can email me at lockedonpodcast at gmail.com. That's lockedonpodcast at gmail.com. Now back to the coach. So, what is the Warriors offense? Why is it so truly difficult to guard?
0: Well, here's the thing first of all, the ball never stops. Right. You asked me a minute ago. You know who has a better in matchup in isolation? Well, Cleveland does because they're good at isolation basketball. Um, but in in Golden State, they the ball never stops. They don't hold it. I mean, even even Kevin Durant, who's kind of been known for holding it, because obviously he's a, one of the greatest isolation players in the, in the history of the game. But you know he's not really holding it either anymore. Golden, at Oklahoma City, he held it sometimes. He doesn't hold it. The ball doesn't stop, and their bodies don't stop. Uh, you know they they move it and people are cutting from the back side you know they, they throw the ball in the post sometimes on a mismatch but boom right away somebody's cutting from the back side and watching the series you know i'm sure cleveland's prepared for this but you know they they hit guys they hit like the, the little guys like Ian clark gets basket cuts you know from the weak side and you know he's tiny i'm um, going down there so the ball just doesn't stop moving and neither do bodies i mean it just it's beautiful to watch it just moves and moves and moves and you know they've gotten really good at passing the ball to each other, knowing where guys are going to be.
1: What's what is your goal when defending them?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, that's a great great point. I, mean, I uh, hope Clay Thompson stays cold. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the goal is you, you're going to you, you've got to be physical, and um, and you've got to make them you know beat you on on contested shots, Um, you know, for instance, and Steph Curry's great at getting to the basket, but, you know, we got to get out and they got to make Steph Curry drive to the basket. Right. And he, and he, you know, by doing that, he'll get there. Something he's a great finisher, um, you know, but that means you also got big guys getting a body on him while he's trying to finish. Um, I mean, I think that, that's something that you got to do. If if Steph Curry is going to make six or seven threes and two or three are uncontested, you know, they're, they're just hard to beat.
1: So you mentioned Clay Thompson. I mean, this isn't that telling, but when Clay takes less than eighteen shots, less than they're thirty-four and four. When he takes twenty or more, they're twenty and ten. I mean, that's still incredible. But the more, I mean, that's that's sixty. That's a dip. That's different, right? Thirty-four and four and twenty and ten. Like that's losing at two times the rate, three times the rate. Like, is there anything yeah. where you say, "Hey, Clay Thompson, if you're going to tr- go ahead, try to beat me"?
0: Well, I don't know if I go that far. I think some of that may be Clay Thompson when uh, other guys aren't playing. Okay. Um, and by the way, you know, Clay Thompson also in the playoffs has a plus fourteen plus minus uh, for the whole series. So, I mean, he he's a, he's still a good player. And they talk about him slumping, and yeah, his his shooting numbers are down a little bit. Um, but when they say down a little bit, he's still shooting thirty six percent from the three point line. I mean, come on now, really? Right. Um, and they, you know, they got other. Draymond Green's been playing great. Kevin Durant is, you know, he's played great. I mean, you know, so it, I, it's a slump maybe to the standards we're used to seeing him. But part of it is he's now become the fourth option. And I mean, good gosh, I think there's any coach in in the world would take him as your fourth option. So I would just say relax a little bit on that because the second you relax, you remember, you know, he scored. Did he score sixty in a game this year? Yep. Did he have a? Did he have a quarter last year that he scored like what forty points in a quarter? So uh, just be careful with you know you know what you wish for on that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I understand the absurdity of the comment. That's almost uh, my, it's my tribute to the Warriors. Draymond Green, if he sh- takes less than ten shots, they're forty-two and eight. If he takes more than twelve, they're eight and seven. Can you get him to yep. take more than twelve?
0: Well, he's he's uh you know you, you hope, but he's also shooting. He's having incredible playoffs. He's shooting from the three point line now, uh, forty forty two percent. Not mistaken.
1: Yeah, no, he's so been great. Far,
0: he's forty seven percent. He's forty seven percent in the playoffs. So, you know that that your stat may be a bit dated because he's just been playing just lights out in these playoffs. And um, you know, you also go back to you talking about him as. You know, it's probably one of the biggest reasons that Cleveland won last year was when he didn't. You know, he got himself suspended. So, you know, that's a whole other dynamic to the series.
1: All right, if he can shoot the way he's been shooting, is it over? Are they unbeatable? Uh, probably. I,
0: I, I would. Yeah, I still think it'll be a great series. But you know, if he's gonna if he's gonna make forty seven percent of his threes, they may never lose a game in the next five years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he. You know, that's just the whole, cause, you know, one thing teams have been able to do, and, I mean, and he's obviously been great until he's doing this, but, you know, you can play off of Draymond a little bit, you know, and, and uh, sometimes clog things up with the other guys. But, you know, if he's going to be making 47%, and I believe he's taking over three a game in the playoffs, you know, boy, that, whew, I mean, kudos to him to be adding that part to his game for the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I would have to say, if he's going to play like that, you're,
1: you're, you're in trouble. Fun uh, backstory on that. If people don't know it is. He has a D league coach living who was a D league coach for the Salt Lake Stars is now living in his house. The minute the season ended, he flew out uh, this guy and has him living in his house, working on his shooting with him. Yeah, good for him.
0: It's, it's working. I mean, maybe you should hire him to do it all, all year long. Right. Well,
1: you know, the money he's making, he could probably make a lot more doing that than being a D-League assistant coach. Uh, Alright, so, is there any way to slow... To, I mean, is, are we really at a point here where Cleveland's going to have to outscore Golden State? Not in the sense that you're not trying to defend, but just that you're not going to defend?
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to go another one. As you remember now, in the regular season, which this could be... A, we could talk about an hour about this, but you know Cleveland didn't defend. They're like I believe twenty second in defensive efficiency in the in the league. Um, but now in the playoffs they've been much better. I think they're up to seventh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so the key, I would say, before they have to outscore them is you know Cleveland's going to have to stay as dialed in defensively as they have been in the playoffs. If there's if there's one ounce of slippage um, in that, and they're not as active and moving like they have in the playoffs, uh, then I think you're you're on the other side and this game's over and or this series is over in four or five games. Um, but if they continue the way they were um, playing, you know, through the playoffs, you know, then you know, then they're going to, you know, and I say outscore them, they score the ball. You know, I, I think these games are going to be, if one game's under 100 points, you know, I'll be shocked. <laughs> uh, I think these scores are going to be, you know, 110 to 120. Um, you know, so I think both teams are going to be able to score. Um, and uh, so, yeah, do you have to outscore them obviously to win? Uh, but I, I think the bigger key is, you know, that, that that resolve they've had in the playoffs on the defensive end. I mean, if anything, it's got to go up. It can't go backwards. Probably, truth be told, maybe it can't even say the same. It's going to have to continue to step up in, the, in that direction.
1: All right. 92 all. Five minutes left. Who's advantage?
0: Um, the either
1: advantage goes
0: to the the team that has... It could be argued either the best or second best player ever to play the game.
1: I mean, this is what I think is interesting about this series: is that <clears throat> LeBron's the best. The best player often wins these series, and I do think that Kyrie's the best isolation player. Mm-hmm. So ninety-two all with five minutes left, and I don't know if we get to ninety-two all. Part of me thinks it's going to be ninety-two, you know, seventy-five at that point. <laughs> I right? know, I really do. Like, like I kind of feel like if it's ninety two seven, there's a chance to be ninety two seventy five. The Warriors are going to roll in this thing, and then there's the chance that it's ninety two all. And when it's ninety two all, I suddenly like Cleveland.
0: Well, and I mean, I think every, you know that I mean, if, if Cleveland could get to that point, I mean, that's got to be their goal, right? Not to get run out early, not to, you know to hang in there and stop them. Make them play half court defense and transition, and so but you have to play transition defense. So they have to play half court offense, you know, and then get the game to where it's going the last three or four minutes, and it can be a you know a mismatch iso game, and you know then I think the you know the advantage goes you know to to a slight advantage goes to Cleveland because you know as I said you know Golden State's got some pretty good ones on the other side that can do that as well. All right, so <laughs> you know and and just remember in isolation for Steph Curry. Is not going at somebody. Is taking two steps back and shooting a thirty-five footer, and that's his isolation.
1: All right. So it's ninety-two all. We just talked about it. We know Cleveland's running Steph Curry off LeBron James, uh, or, or trying to get st- involving Steph in the pick and roll, or they're just running a Kyrie LeBron pick and roll, and they're gonna then they choose right. They uh, what yep. does what is Golden State running? Yeah, uh,
0: they're gonna. They'll probably run something similar they're going to run something to have uh Steph and uh, uh KD involved in you know a, a ball screen um you know they may put the ball in Draymond's hand and uh and you know and run Steph up to get a uh, <clears throat> to set a small screen on a big and now Draymond's got you know Kyrie Irving or uh, somebody and he's probably backing down waiting for somebody to bite in so they can kick back out for a three uh it's gonna be interesting because they're, going to, they're both gonna do similar things you know you they, they uh, Golden State has run a side ball screen that gets, uh, which doesn't happen hardly. When the side ball screens happen, but to get to this situation is getting Kevin Durant kind of on the, the off the block. Some people would call it a post up. It's more of like a extended logo post up. Um, but they will run a side ball screen and just get an iso on that side, and you know then you get pick your poison. That's what I talked about earlier about how the other guys are cutting so well from the backside. Um, so you would. You would probably, you know, they they would probably run that, get it to him on that logo area, and then you know, Cleveland's gonna go with the you know, the up top. And boy, it'll be fun to watch the little the give and take on the weak side guys and who's jumping in and you know, who's going to double, who's stunning, you know, who are they pre rotating and you know, are they you know, are they gonna leave Draymond at that point and, you know, sift to clay or you know, just Clay come out of it and hit the shots. I mean, there's just so many great storylines and so many great little yin and yangs on how that all plays out.
1: Well, and the aspect here I think is interesting, and uh, this might not make any sense, but my one criticism of Durant is it's too easy for him to get a shot off. And so I think too often he takes bad shots. Does that make sense?
0: Well, you know, when you're 6'11", and you can shoot over people. Right. It's pretty easy. Like, he it?
1: can <laughs> always get a clean look, like, seemingly, but then yeah. he – and I actually think that's to his detriment, particularly now he plays with better players.
0: Um. Yeah, I think he's been – I think –
1: you know, I thought early on he played a lot like that. I think as the season's gone
0: on in the playoffs, I I think he's been a much more willing passer to, you know, to pass out of those situations. Yeah, does he, you know, think he can still score it out of there? Ob- obviously, yes. But, uh, I mean, I I, you know, I just think he's – I mean, David, he's shooting 57% no, in the playoffs on the he's, field he's, and 42 from the
1: three. I mean, I, I posted the other day to the demise of my anybody who ever watched Larry Bird of what, asking whether Durant's the second-best small forward to ever play the game.
0: And people that love Larry Bird told you you're crazy?
1: Yeah, and I might be. I mean, I understand how great Larry Bird is. LeBron's the greatest small forward ever. I mean, like, are we having a matchup here of the, one, the number one and two small forward in the history of the game?
0: Uh, yeah, that could be a good argument. I mean, uh, there's, you know, Larry Bird's... Was pretty incredible, but it was a different game back then. I think it's hard to, it, it hard to compare just because the game's different. Um, game's faster; you can't guard the way you did in the past. And um, but uh, you know, I, I, let's put it this way: I'd take any of them. And you may very well be seeing um, May. And I don't know. i I grew up a huge, huge Larry Bird fan. But you know, with the way the rules are now, you can make an argument that's one versus two. Now, hey, David, here's something that people haven't talked a lot about. As you remember now they the Golden State Warriors and this is going to make to my point of Golden State winning and Golden State Warriors have now traded Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. Okay, last year LeBron guarded Harrison Barnes a whole lot and granted Harrison had a great year this year but you know he wasn't anything like he is this year last year. So so LeBron actually got some breathing time, you know, to catch his breath on the defensive end in the regular season games this year when Cleveland played Golden State. Um, it was uh, Shumpert and uh, and Richard Jefferson guarding uh, Kevin Durant. I don't see that happening in the playoffs. I think LeBron James is going to be guarding Kevin Durant uh, for a majority of this playoffs. And, one, that's going to be fabulous to watch. But now, think of the energy LeBron's going to have to spend guarding Durant. So, you know, it kind of adds to the, you know, the Golden State, you know, theory of that they're going to win this pretty easily because, you know, LeBron's got to spend a lot of energy you know, guarding, the, you know, maybe the second, maybe, maybe, let me say it maybe, the second all-time best power or small forward in the in the history of the game.
1: So you flip that around on the other side. Draymond guards LeBron and Durant slides to Kevin Love?
0: Uh, I think they'll do that some. You know, the, the good thing is in, in, the, the X factor, another X factor for Golden State is Andre Iguodala. I mean, when, when he's in there, you know, now you can just kind of rotate those three, you know, around. Um, you know, in guard now. Obviously, Andre Iguodala has kind of been hurt and hasn't, you know, been the Andre Iguodala of, you know two years ago when he was the MVP. I think that's kind of another subtle, uh, big, big thing in this series is, you know, you know where, where, you know, how big influence can Andre Iguodala play and how healthy is he? All
1: right. Fr- final thing from a coaching standpoint of personnel and matchups, which really become a huge part of these series, is the does does the Warrior coaching staff have more? pieces to play than the Cavaliers coaching staff does the Cavalier coaching staff have more pieces to play lineups who has the who's going to be able to dictate who keeps whom on the floor
0: um well you know the, I think the thing's going to happen is the if you want to call it I think they've already done it to me to be answered is that you know when the the death lineup plays for you know with Draymond at five you know it, it's hard to have all the bigs out there you know maybe Tristan Thompson gets x out some and you know, now you got Kevin Love at five, um, <clears throat> so I think Golden State play dictates that. Um, you know, just because you know, they, you know, they have that that lineup, so you basically take Bigs out of the series. If you're if you're a lover of Bigs, you know, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of great Big play in this in this series. JoJo Butrilli will start both halves, and he'll probably play about five or six minutes, and you may never see him again. <laughs> um, you know, in the game. So, uh, I, I guess the answer to answer that question a long way around, it would be. Why like Golden State dictates that just because of all you know, the, the depth they have in the four different players and in in that depth lineup.
1: Yeah, the one guy we haven't talked about at all in this whole conversation is Kevin Love. How does he play into this series?
0: Well, you know he's 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 playing as good as he's played since he's been in Cleveland right now, right? You know, another one that's I think he's shooting like five or six threes a game attempts and he's shooting forty eight percent from a three point line. He's playing great, right? I mean, you he just say he's playing awesome. Like he may be the X factor in this. Um. You know, it just you know that now when they when they start the game, I think you'll see him guarding Pachulia, and um, and then you'll see uh, Tristan Thompson guarding Draymond Green. Um, but you know, if Kevin keeps playing the way he is, and, and that's why I think the series will be great. I think it'll be a six or seven game series. Um, you know, I think he he is going to be terrific. Now, if you look in the past, I think the way Golden State has tried to guard him as is put him in screens and run him, and run him off picks just so they could put a body on him and try to beat him up. Um, you know, so it be interesting to see how physical they are with him away from the ball and uh, you know, making him guard and trying to get bodies on him to you know kinda of take his legs out of it. Obviously last year would have got a concussion in what game two or three. Um so um but you know you gotta remember he's playing as good as he's played since he's been in Cleveland and uh it's gonna be fun. Like I said I I think the series is going to go six or seven games, and there's going to be so much drama and excitement in it, and there's going to be the chess match of the adjustments, the second adjustment, the other adjustment, you know. and it's just going to be a blast to watch. I, 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 it, I don't think it's going to be boring at all.
1: Well, and the final one on this that I think gets most interesting is Golden State goes to the death line. If Draymond plays the five, Can, if Love plays the five, the one thing on Draymond is he never guards his man. He guards areas and runs around. He's incredible, but he doesn't guard his man. And can Cleveland figure out a way to make Draymond pay for all of his defensive freelancing if Kevin Love is the five or if Tristan Thompson's the five? Which one of those is going to be the one that takes advantage of Draymond's defensive freelancing?
0: Well, and I say back to what we said earlier. I think the you know we talked about the Cleveland adjusting to the death lineup and being able to play Cal Korver and. Darren Williams and, and those guys in, in love, um, <clears throat> or well with with uh, with, with um, yeah, Lebron. Um, so if you go love at five and Lebron, you know you can you can put him a three point line and say, come on, Draymond, come on, you know, reel him in and see see what he does. And if, if he doesn't go, then you got Lebron, you know, in ISO. So uh, Cleveland's good at that, by the way. They do a great job. I think Tyron Lewis is underrated on how well he uses uh, his players and truthfully how well they defend. Situations like that, he does a nice job on some uh, integral things, on you know running guys off the baseline to double, and then going into pre shifts. And uh, um, yeah, this will be fun. I don't know, it's, it's going to be just an absolute blast to watch.
1: Is there a coaching edge either way?
0: Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't think so. I think they're both. You know, it's interesting because you know Mike Brown, Mike Brown's been a head coach what three times in this league, and um, you know, but and he's just there to fill in. You know, don't, don't let anybody doubt that, you know, Steve Curry, because he seems, it seems like he's healthy enough. I know he's been at practice. But, you know, coaching really is important when, in setting the standard for an organization, working on practice habits, uh, you know, building the culture. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, players win this time of year. Coaches organize. Um, you know, so Steve Kerr has set that in place. So I I I don't think I could go one way or the other. Who has the maybe Golden State just because of Steve Kerr's influence, Um, you know? But at the same time, I think they're both great. Tyron Lue, he's underrated. He's done a great job there in Cleveland.
1: Coach, thanks so much. Enjoy it. Will be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, David.
1: I loved the coach. I'm telling you, I absolutely loved the coach today. I hope you did too. That is the coach. Uh, you can, five stars on iTunes is great. Great reviews is great. You can't really send anything to the coach. Uh, SeatGeek, promo code LOCK, $20 rebate. Thank you very much. This has been Locked On NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.